From the pasuk, call you me asher anega boy yitma the mitzoyre as long as he has the tzaras in him he's tamei and bodod yeshiv mchutz lamachan amishavi has to sit alone outside the camp. We learn a halacha that even the moishav, even the place where the mitzoyre dwells, is tamei. So that is, if a mitzoyre is in a house, it becomes tamei. Now, what about if he goes into his friend's house? Says the mishnah, kalim miyat tamei, the vessels in the house immediately become tamei. Rabbi Huda says. It only becomes Tomei if he stayed there long enough, the amount of time that it takes to light a candle. Mefarshim explained the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that he's speaking about in a case when the Mitzoyra went into his friend's house without permission, because if he had gone in with permission, the permission of the Balabais, of the owner, even Rabbi Yehuda would agree that the person's house becomes, now it's like Moshavoy, the dwelling place of the Mitzoyra, and therefore... It became his, his place right away, and therefore immediately to Caleb Martami. But if it wasn't with permission, we're giving some time, the amount of time to light the candle, so that the Balabayus should in the meantime have the chance to send the Mitzoyra out of the house. But if he was there long enough of that time that takes to light a candle, and the Balabayus didn't send him out, didn't send him out, so then this becomes in a certain sense like his Moshe, like his place, his dwelling place. Because he's there with the permission of the Balabais, and therefore the Kalim in the house become Tommy. Now the reason why we give specifically this shear, that's because it's possible that the reason the Balabais didn't send him out right away was because he was busy with lighting the candle, and that's why he didn't send him out of the house. And the Mitzoyer is here right now without permission. So we wait the amount of time that he could have lit the candle, and if he still didn't send him out, then we say things are Tommy. Says the Rebbe, we know that in Torah, everything is precise. And therefore, from the fact that from amongst the different things that a Balabayus can be preoccupied with, the Mishnah chooses specifically the idea of lighting a candle. And especially, says the Rebbe, we're not even speaking about that he necessarily had to be practically lighting a candle. As the Rosh explains, that sometimes a person might be busy with lighting a candle, or doing something else. Furthermore, when do you light a candle? That's usually when it's dark. And this shear of Kedehad Lokas Aneir, we're saying, is even if the Mitzoyer goes into his friend's house during the day, as the Mepharshim explained, there's a concept of loyplug, we don't differentiate, and the sh- same shear will apply always. So, therefore, says the Rebbe, it's understood, there must be an inner connection between the lighting of the candle with what the Mishnah is saying over here, that it's this shear, that will, as long as the shear didn't pass, the how the kalim in the house don't become tummy. So the Rebbe is now co- quoting his father, Ablevi Yitzchak. Says the Rebbe, my father explains in his Aris on the Mishnah, and he says like this: Bayis is the sphere of Malchus. Usually, the tumah of a mitzoyre is caused. Chassidus Kabbalah explained this. That's as a result that there isn't the light of chachma is not shining in the proper way, not shining fully. Because had light of Chachma been shining, there wouldn't be possible this concept of Tzaras. The Rebbe brings, that's why we say a Mitzoyre is Choshev Kemes, is considered dead. Because Chachma brings life with it. If there's no Chachma, then there could be the opposite. So now, as long as the Balabayis was busy with Hadlokas Haneir, lighting the candle, and lighting the candle, bringing light, is also the idea of the light of Chachma. That does not allow for the tumor of the Mitzoyer to spread into the house. This is similar, says the Rebbe, also to the idea that we know that the tar of a Mitzoyer comes through a koyin specifically. 
the Metzoyer is brought to the Koyen, the Yatsa Koyen, or the Koyen goes outside, etc., with this checking out the Tsaras and giving his Psak. Why a Koyen? So it's also explained in Chassidus, and look at the Torah, the Al-Tarebbe explains, because the Koyen brings down the Oyer HaChochma. He's the one that could cause the purity. Uh, and causing that the person should actually be said that he's a Tahir, etc. Says the Rebbe, in regards to the fact that we say that the Mitzoyra is Metame, specifically after the Shear of lighting a candle, so the following question could be asked. Even if it's true that the Balabayas is busy with lighting the candle, but seemingly his preoccupation isn't so great that he can't, while he's lighting the candle, at the same time be telling the Mitzoyra to go out of the house. So the Mepharshim answer that this shear of lighting the candle is specifically speaking about lighting the candle of Shabbos. And this is why this person can't be mafsik to tell the Mitzoyra to leave the house because he's busy with lighting Shabbos candles. You know, so, and now since lighting Shabbos candles specifically needs this particular shear, so now by the other days of the week, we also go by this shear of Kadehad Lakas Haneir. Again, we don't want to differentiate between one day, day and the other and so on. Says the Rebbe, based on what the Rebbe's father had explained, that the reason for Kadehad Lakas Haneir, because as we explained before, the idea of lighting the candle, bringing the light of Chachma, does not allow the tomb of the Mitzvah. Says the Rebbe, then it follows that the Koyach, that's specifically not allowing the tomb of Mitzvah, is specifically the lighting of Shabbos candles. Because the main shear, again, is based on the concept of lighting Shabbos candles. So how do we understand this? Says the Rebbe, let's remember that the Mishnah is not speaking about the tomb of Mitzvah for itself. We're speaking about the tomb of the Mitzvah, how it could spread into a house. Therefore, this is specifically connected with lighting Shabbos candles because Neir is Shabbos Kodesh, as we know, are different than other sh- candles, which we know that they specifically are the idea that bring Shalom bias, peace into the house. They illuminate the house, as Chazal tells us, the reason is Shalom, a person shouldn't stumble over a piece of wood or a stone. They are making sure that in the house, no negative things should be taking place. This is why the Neirois in the house are also the ones that are causing that the Tumah shouldn't be spreading into the house. That's why it's associated specifically with the shear of the Shabbos candles. Says the Rebbe, but the question could still be asked, Shalom bias that is caused by the Neir Shabbos seemingly is accomplished by the physical light of the candle. Now seemingly every single candle that's lit even if it's not a Nair Mitzvah, will also bring light into the house, causing that a person shouldn't stumble on a piece of wood or a stone, and therefore will also bring Shalom bias. So what's the advantage specifically of Shabbos candles that we're saying that it's these candles that cause, make sure that there shouldn't be in the house the opposite of Shalom, and also they are the ones that cause that the tumor shouldn't be able to spread. Says that ever, but the truth of the matter is it's not the case. There's a big difference between Shabbos candles and other candles. Regular light, if it's not associated with Nair Mitzvah, not necessarily is it always guaranteed it's going to bring peace. Sometimes it's possible exactly the opposite. That when the, when, when the lights are on, so suddenly you could start seeing a person or a certain streak within the person. Something that actually you can't tolerate. Something that you can't stand. So in other words, the light now caused the opposite of Shalom. It brought to your attention something negative. 
It's only the true light, the light of Ner Mitzvah of a Torah Oyer, since Kola Torah, the whole Torah was given to, to bring Shalom in the world. So that's why it's only the light of a Mitzvah is the real, sure, absolute cause that brings unity and peace and Shalom bias. Says the Rebbe, this was all an explanation of the connection between Nader Shabbos Kodesh with the idea of not allowing any sort of tumor into the house. But from the fact that this year of lighting the candle, the Shabbos candle, is specifically brought in regards to the tumor of Metzorah, which is considered, so it's understood that the protecting of this very harsh tumor is specifically connected with Nader Shabbos Kodesh. So the simple idea, says the Rebbe, we could say is that one of the reasons for Tsaras is Lashon Hara. Now, Lashon Hara is about separation between people. And that's why the tikkun for this, the correction for this is through Neiru Shabbos Kodesh, which is the idea of Shalom Bayis. But the Rebbe wants to explain this a little bit deeper based on Chassidus Alpi Pnimi Yisoyen So the Rebbe first brings a Maimar Chazal that says, Haragil B'nei is someone that is regular in, in having candles, as we'll soon see it's referring to the candles of mitzvah. We'll have children. Rashi says because the pasuk says ki neir mitzvah that through neir mitzvah having the neir of mitzvah of Shabbos candles Chanukah candles that brings the light of Torah. Children What do we see from here? That even though neir mitzvah is actually every single mitzvah, every mitzvah that a person does causes light both by himself and the world around him. Nevertheless, there's a certain advantage in those mitzvahs that even begashmias are associated with a candle and light because in them the idea of ner mitzvah is even more expressed. How so? By other mitzvahs, since the ner mitzvah is a ruchni light, it, so it does not have that physical impact on the gashmias of the world. Whereas those mitzvahs, the, the mitzvahs that are associated with the gashmi is the candle. Since the neir mitzvah is associated with physical candle, physical light, therefore the ruchni is the light, is, the neir mitzvah is also having an impact coming in a revealed way even in the gashmi is of the world. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand the Gemara that says regarding the neir maravi, the western lamp of the base of Migdash and the Menorah, it says, Eidusi, this is a testimony for all the people of the world that the Shechina is dwelling amongst the Yidden. Because of the miracle that happened with this lamp, that it was the one that you started lighting with, you know, and this is the one that was always the last one, that it constantly was burning. Now, seemingly, it's not understood. In the Beis HaMikdash, there was many miracles. The Mishnah says, Asara nisim So why is the miracle of the Ner Ravi that burnt for so long different to the other nisim that we say specifically about this miracle, that it's an Eidus that the Shechina is amongst the Yidin? Furthermore, the Rebbe says, where is the Menorah? The Menorah is in the place in the Mesam English called the Heichel. There itself, not in the outer part of it, the Ulam, but rather in the part that's the Kodesh, where not every person could even go in. On the other hand, the Asara Nisim, some of them were constantly in the Azara, in the outer part of the Mesam English, where everyone could see. Amongst them, in fact, some of them when you're a Shalayim outside the Azara. So seemingly those things are much more known to everyone. So why are we saying it's specifically the miracle of the Ner Ravi that's inside the Kodesh, that is the one that's a testimony for the whole world that the Shekhinah is in amongst the Yidin. But the explanation can be understood based on what we just said. Since the godly light of the Ner Ravi is coming down even into physical light, this is why it has a bigger impact illuminating the Gashmis of the world even more than the other matters and Nisim of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why we say it's specifically this miracle that impacts the world. We say it's an Eidus, to testimony for all the people of the world that they too should be able to recognize that the Shechina is amongst the Yidin. 
Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why there's a greater Milo in the Neir Shabbos Kodesh regarding other things, in, compar- in comparison to other things. Regarding all of Torah, we say that all of Torah is given to make Shalom in the world. It brings peace into the world. But there again, it's going to be mainly a Ruchni Yizdika peace. Whereas Neir Shabbos Kodesh with the Shalom that's accomplished, is expressed in Shalom bias in the literal sense, that itself shows that this mitzvah, causes the idea of Sholem in the world with greater strength. The Rebbe actually points out that the saying of Kola Torah Nitnalasa Sholem Boilem, where does the Rambam actually bring it? He actually brings it in connection to the idea of Sholem bias that's achieved of Neirut Shabbos. So to explain this further, says the Rebbe, one of the meanings of Kola Torah Nitnalasa Sholem Boilem is, the real Metzius to the world is of course godly. Godliness, Tashem. As the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya Barichos, that the fact that the world exists is only because Hashem is constantly creating it every single second out of absolutely nothing. But since the godly power in the world, godly energy in the world is hidden, so that's why we look at the world and it seems to be an entity for itself to, to the extent that Shalom one could think that this is a mansion without, without, without a leader, without a boss. This is the Chiddush of Neir Mitzvah, the Torah, regular Mitzvah, Torah and Mitzvahs. That when we learn Torah and when we do Mitzvahs, the, the world is illuminated like we find by Avram Avinu where it says that Avram Avinu was, was investigating and searching and then hits it all Hashem appeared to him. In other words, with Torah and Mitzvahs, we start recognizing the truth that there is a boss to this mansion, to this palace. We see, we recognize that Einoid Movadeh Hashem is the only reality, nothing besides him. And that's the Pshat HaToyra Nitno Lasis Shalom Bo'elam. Why was the Torah given into this world? Why was it put into this world? It's in order to make this Shalom in the world, meaning making Shalom between the world and Hashem that we should be able to see how the world is not opposing Elikos. Furthermore, that the whole purpose of the world is only to be a place for Hashem through the Torah and Avoid of Yid. But now we can understand the special Milo that happens by Neir Shabbos Kodesh. Because here the idea of Shalom Bo'elam, as we said, is in a much stronger and greater way. The idea of Shalom Bo'elam, to see that the true reality of the Metzis is Elikos, is happening through Neir Shabbos Kodesh in an even a greater way than through other mitzvahs. As in fact it says in the Zoyar, on the Pasuk, Neir Mitzvah, what is Neir Mitzvah? It refers to Neir Shabbos. In other words, in Neir Shabbos Kodesh, we have the idea of Neir Mitzvah illuminating the world in a greater way than in other mitzvahs, even more than those that are connected with the Neir Gashmi. Says the Rebbe of Yeshloimar that this is now the explanation, the inner reason, why regarding Shalom Bayis, we use the expression that Shalom you shouldn't stumble on a piece of wood or a stone. Why specifically wood and stone? So the Rebbe says, this is hinting to a Pasuk that speaks about Rahmanu Litzlan, when there's an Indian of Avoidah to the people that say to an eight, to a piece of wood, you are my father, to a stone, you are the one that given, has given birth to me. This is an Indian that the eights in heaven is an Indian of Avoidah Zorah, Rahmanu Litzlan. So this is the Chiddush of Neidah Shabbos Kodesh. Shaloi Yikashali, you shouldn't stumble over the piece of stone, over this piece of wood or the stone. In other words, the wood and the stone on their own, before they're illuminated with Neidah Shabbos, could sometimes cause the person to stumble, to think that as if the, the stone or the wood has its own mitzvah, its own power, to the extent that someone might call it avi or ati yaladitani, a mitzvah But through the light of neir shabbos kodesh, which there the idea of neir mitzvah and they affect the idea of shalom boilam, they bring about in a revealed way in the gashmi the world that there shouldn't be room for the stumbling of eights in heaven. Because through them you see clearly that the eights, the even, the wood, the stone, like everything else in the world, is only being run by Hashem. 
and that they themselves are only being utilized for matters of Kedusha. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the special connection between the purity of Taras Mitzoyra and Neirish Shabbos Kodesh. Tumas Mitzoyra, as we said before, is from the harshest Tumas. And that's why we say by a Mitzoyra, Bodod Yeshev, he has to sit alone. Outside the camp, he has to sit. He's sent out of all three camps. In that, it, in, within that itself, Bodod Yeshev, he has to sit himself, meaning he can't even sit with other Tumayim. The place of a Mitzoyra is outside the camp, even uh, from other people that are impure. They mean he's completely out of the camp of Kedusha. What's the reason for this? Because the Aveda that brought the Tzaras, as we mentioned before, Lashon Hara, is so strict, is so serious, because it leads, once you start speaking about against other people, the Rambam says, eventually this leads to also speak against Hashem, to Chas V'Sholem, be Koifer, to completely deny Hashem. In other words, through this you become Rachman and completely disassociated from Hashem. And this is why, in order not to allow the spreading of such a tumor, it's specifically through Neiru Shabbos Kodesh, because they have such a strong impact on the Gashmis of the world, that they are the ones that could cause Shaloyi Koshal, you shouldn't stumble on the wood and the stone, which is the idea of Avoy Dezara Rachman Litzlan, as we just explained. And that's why they do not allow the tumor of the Mitzoyra, which is mainly this idea of speaking against Hashem, to Chas V'Shalom deny the oneness of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, Based on the way the, the Rebbe's father explained in the Ha'arist, which we said before, that the idea of Adlokas Haneir is similar to the purity of the Mitzvah through the Koyin, as we said, bringing that light of Chachman to the world. We can apply that and understand that now over here as well. The Koyach of Neir Shabbos Kodesh is not only that they stop the spreading of the Tumah of the Mitzvah, but furthermore, they even have the ability to make sure that the Kalim should remain tore from the Tumah of the Mitzvah. And just like in the example that we gave, that the Koyin brings a Tara, which is the idea of, it's similar to Ishapcha Chashoichel and Oira, taking the darkness, transforming it into light, like the Koyin makes a toy. Or Zdoyin is the negative things, the things that were done intentionally wrong are going to be transformed into merits. That from Bodod Yeshev, from sitting alone in a negative way, which shows on the greatest descent, becomes Bodod Yeshev sitting alone in a positive way, like the Pasuk says about the Eden, Hein Am Levodod Yishken, they're a nation that sits alone. And Betach, Bodod, and Yaakov, they sit alone and secure, similar to Yaakov, which is the ultimate bracha. Says the Rebbe, the same thing is true in regards to the darkness of the Golas, especially the double darkness of Dara the Ikvus of the Meshicha, that through the light of Neir Shabbos Kodesh, we're going to illuminate the darkness of the world, nullify the darkness, and furthermore, come to the Geul and the Binyan, Beis HaMikdash, where the Ebishter says, I'm going to show you the Neirus of Tzion, and will be the light for Yidin forever. And the Chayshech of the Golos itself will be transformed into light, as the Pasuk says, Says that from all of this we understand, that in the current time of this darkness of the world, is so great and such a thick darkness, it's specifically important that every Yiddish girl, even from those circles where the girls up until now would start benching licht only after the Chasanan, they would be Yoytza with a mother's licht benching. But the correct way is that right as soon as they come to Chinuch, they should start, as soon as we can explain to them the meaning of Neir Shabbos and Yom Tif, they should start benching lich by themselves. And the Rebbe points out in a footnote over here, Lahoir, the Rebbe says, and very, very important, that in a house where the mother, for whatever reason, is not lighting candles, then everyone agrees that the daughter has to light candles, or at least when she turns by mitzvah. And therefore, the Rebbe says, we have to put in an extra effort into this. And, and the Rebbe says, because if the girls in the other houses of Shoimri, Torah, and Mitzvahs are not going to be lighting candles, then obviously the girl that does have to light candles because no one else is lighting is going to be much more difficult, as we see clearly the Rebbe says, Vidal, should be sufficient to understand. 
But the bottom line is that everyone wants, everyone should be lighting Shabbos candles. And the lighting of the Shabbos candles, along with the bracha that we make on it, illuminates the girl's life, that she will know and she will remember, as we say in the bracha, that the Eibishter is the Melech HaOilam. And furthermore, the Rebbe says, this brings also the guarantee that when she will get married, then Hashem will be her light, and she, as the Akeris Abayis, as the mainstay in the house, she'll be able to build and set up her house according to the Ratzin Hashem, says the Rebbe, another important reason for this idea of lighting candles for all Jewish girls. We mentioned earlier that through lighting Shabbos candles with Zoycha to children, to sons, to sons-in-laws of, that are Talmud Chachamim. So the Rebbe says something very interesting. In earlier years, when the Seder was that the parents decided the Shidduch for their daughter, so therefore the main thing was the schus of the mother's lighting Shabbos candles, that her daughter should get married to a Talmud Chacham. These days, however, for whatever reasons, practically, whether we want it, whether we don't want it, but the Shidduch is decided mainly by the daughter, so therefore it's even more important that she should be lighting Shabbos candles so that the Nair Mitzvah that she is going to light is going to give the schus that she will get married to a Talmud Chacham. Says the Rebbe, these days, when even in Frum houses, when not, people are not always sure that the parents are going to have any absolute decision of how the daughter is going to be when she grows older, so therefore it's so much more important to try putting the extra effort that as early as possible, as soon as she comes to the age of Chinuch, she should already, to light Shabbos candles, she should already start lighting Shabbos candles every Erev Shabbos and Erev Yom Tov. And that's going to strengthen the, the certainty that she'll grow up. And that she will get married to a Talmud Chochem.